You're listening to At Large, a podcast brought to you by China US Focus, presented and produced by me, James Chow. This episode recorded on August 6th, 2018. Well, who would have guessed we're at episode 11, almost three months into the developments of this new podcast series, and just a few weeks more before we do a full launch. Very excited for that, and very excited that we can be together again. I'm James Chow. As I said, we're here to share about 10 minutes or so on global affairs every week at the same time, as seen through the China-United States relationship and how that's impacted. All of us, no matter where we live, no matter what we do. So let's start with that and begin by looking at some of the U.S. states that are not only great Trump support bases, but also, much more importantly, so reliant on the China-U.S. relationship, so dependent that this relationship really does work. I took a look at some of the notes from the election. Coming up to two years ago, of course, and we look at Missouri as being a top eighteen U.S. state when it comes to population size, six million people there. But it punches above its weight when you look at other statistics. It's a top five U.S. state when it comes to the production of soybeans and also rice,、uh, not just those, of course, beef, dairy products, hay, corn, poultry, cotton, and also eggs. It's a big Trump base, as I said. At the last election, fifty-six percent or over fifty-six percent voted for the president.、Um, in contrast, a little over thirty-eight percent voted for Hillary Clinton, and that was one of the poorest showings for the Democratic Party in decades. So Missouri is a great place to start with this, and Steve Pruitt is an excellent voice. For this story, he is a public policy expert. You might know him from his previous life over in Washington, where he was the staff director at the Committee on the Budget of the U.S. House of Representatives, and he's been speaking this week. What's going to happen to farmers in Missouri, and what that says about farmers and producers everywhere across the United States? They've got big problems because contracts are already being canceled.、Uh, the silos are full of soybeans and corn, and other commodities already.、Uh, while the prices have started to decline, they haven't taken a major dive.、Uh, Trump is already talking about putting twelve billion dollars out there, but it, the the money he's talking about is not going to help everybody who's impacted by all this. Uh, in fact, I saw a figure of、uh, thirty-nine billion dollars is what the projected cost of all of this Trump chaos that we're seeing right now、uh, is going to cost us, either now or later. Let's talk also about communities because we can talk about farmers, but we can even break that down further to men and women, their families, their communities, their children. And the local economies where they live. He was asked this week about what's going to transpire for these individuals. It will ultimately tear some of these communities apart. I hope that they step up and start demanding、uh, much more thoughtful policies and certainly、uh, more discussion with the public, so that we know what the hell is going on. 
Paolo von Schirek has also been speaking out. We've covered him before on this podcast. You can roll back in our archives to find stories, not only on the trade relationship, uh, but also in the North Korean nuclear crisis and so on and so forth. But Paolo von Schirek is the president of the Global Policy Institute. He was in Washington this week to speak about the nuances of the trade war, because, of course, what happens for China is going to have a knock-on effect. China is, uh, in, in many instances, the final assembly point of uh, inputs that come from different countries, oddly enough, also from the United States. And uh, because of the global supply chains and the way things are built these days, they're not all made in one place, whether it's the United States, China, Mexico, or any other country. And so, uh, as, the, as the Chinese government has argued, by trying to hurt China in some ways, America indirectly hurts itself. Is it going to help that we do have a backroom of people who are speaking to one another, maybe much more positively than what we're hearing in the news? Um, is that going to be good enough? Here's what he says. But of course, once you create these atmospheres which are very toxic and, so to speak, you poison the well, it's hard to say, OK, let's forget all about all this and let's get together and, and resolve our differences. Because uh, clearly, you know, countries, governments have their own dignity, if you wish, and they don't want to be pushed around or, or give the impression that they've been successfully pushed around. And therefore, there has to be some kind of adjustment here. And hopefully, uh, how can I say, wisdom will prevail on both sides. You know, it's not all doom and gloom. No matter what happens in this trade war, people are still going to work together. The China-United States relationship is like any other human relationship. We have plenty of families who are married into each other's culture, who have children born out of that love. So it's not to say that this relationship is all about dollars and cents. It's much more meaningful than what we are experiencing from headlines alone. And one other way in which they are working together is in technology, because there was a two-day event in Shanghai this week uh, that was hosted by the China-United States Innovation Network. And it was another example of how, away from the politics, people are just getting down to work. People are creating technology that is going to improve our lives, is going to change the way that we communicate with one another and, in a way, allow us all to realise our own dreams, whether they be Chinese dreams or American dreams. Michael Casey is a senior advisor to the Digital Currency Initiative at MIT. He was in Shanghai to help show off some of the new technologies for AI, but also blockchain. I think what's really important about this technology, the blockchain, is not to think of it as any old technology that is a singular uh, individual action technology, like an application, but it's a common social technology. Zhang Meng is the CEO of Move Robotics. He was also there and he was talking about AI and robotics, what happens when you merge these ideas together and what they achieve for health and wellness and better lives all around. If you ever need assistance walking or just want some feedback on your exercise routine, consider the help of a robot. You wear it and it measures every single motion of yours and it can tell you whether you're doing well enough in your exercise or you're only doing so-so and needs improvement and it will tell you how to improve it. Zhang Meng is sharing his thoughts and practices about what artificial intelligence can do when combined with robotics. 
is part of a two-day forum co-hosted by the China American Innovation Network and Shanghai Lingang Group. This year's focus is on AI and another buzzing technology, blockchain. So this is so far away from the politics, but again, I wanted to share that with you because I wanted us to all remember that great work is happening away from what's happening in the trade headlines. That there are people who are really achieving and working together, and it's also, of course, a reminder that if you hit those tariffs towards the tech sector, it is going to have an impact. Whereas if you let it flower and let it blossom naturally, it becomes. A great people benefit. It helps us all, and it helps us、uh, live better lives. As I said, so the China-United States relationship goes in many different directions. This is one of them, and it's positive as well. Well, that's it for this episode. You can find us on social media. We're very active on Facebook and Twitter, where our handle is at China US Focus, and you can hashtag us at Large. Podcast. We'll be launching a full subscription platform in the coming weeks, so we'd love to include your voice in this. Who knows what will happen in the coming seven days? But we'll be covering it as it evolves. I'm James Chow from everybody at China US Focus. Goodbye.